0: from wellington florida
1: and i'm kayla Benny from ocala florida and you're listening to the monthly breeding and horse sales episode on horses in the morning on the horse radio network for june 24th this episode is a special episode of horses in the morning every fourth thursday of the month brought to you by total EquiHealth. health good morning horse world mm-hmm.
0: Hey, you made it to the fourth Thursday of the month on Horses in the Morning. That means it's time to talk sales and breeding. Uh, uh, Of horses, that is.
1: Coming up on today's show, Emily Wood, former host of The Jumper Show, is back again. Again, maybe she will become a permanent fixture. Tune in to hear if I uh, propose to her by the end of this episode. We don't know. Um, We are also going to chat about summer in Florida, showing in the heat, and showing some young horses, sale horses. And we invite Audrey Anthony of Becoy Stables and Reproduction Center, where they focus on breeding elite dressage horses through genetic matching. It may be a very moving interview, tune in. And we do realize that Emily's sound quality may not be the best. We are going to get that sorted by the next episode. So this is my actually official proposal. Emily, will you please be my co-host most of the time? Thank oh you.
0: my gosh. <laughs> oh so my gosh. Cute. Yes, I
1: accept.
0: I accept. And I need a microphone.
1: And the deal. I will give you a microphone. And by oh. I I mean Glenn. Glenn and the horse radio network will give you a microphone.
0: We can, we can do a marriage announcement with the microphone.
1: Well, how have you been? How is Welly World now that season has closed down and are you guys like are horses still booming down there?
0: I mean, it is like the show still goes on. They move the jumpers over to global under the covered. Um, Plenty of people do stay down here. Business continues. But I mean, like three quarters of the population leaves. So like all of a sudden you're like, wow, I didn't realize that I only lived 1.2 miles away from the barn because it took 25 minutes, you know, (laughs) when everybody was down here. Yeah. (laughs) school buses and whatever all of a sudden you can go and eat places and like you there's like no lines and yeah it's a little weird for sure there's a transition the horse stuff is going though i mean i, I i've been really fortunate uh i know things slowed down a little bit um with the economy um but my i, I had two sold last month i have got a couple more in the works and i uh, i can't really complain it is hot i yep. can complain a little bit about the
1: heat <laughs> um
0: it just seems a little hot a little early right I mean um, you know, we're hot yeah too
1: huh Well we we're really hot up up here and we just started our first uh week of circuit this last week and um you know the warm ups got a lot shorter the rides in between showing you know got a lot shorter because it's just so freaking hot um and I Like, luckily, the World Equestrian Center is really lovely. They've got places to stand with shade. Um, They've got some indoors that are air conditioned. But also, when it's so hot like that, you go into the air conditioning. It's freezing. Yeah. (laughs) So, first world problem. So, first world problem, though. You know, you're just like, I'm like, oh, I'm riding at this top class world uh, equestrian Mm -hmm. center. But I have to go into the air conditioning and I get cold. I yeah know. I it really want shocking yeah no, I want to slap myself though been, um, like,
0: on your side with that so you know
1: your baby horses are still doing doing well being baby horses
0: they are they're <laughs> being baby horses uh the little four month old Philly had to have her temperature taken oh, um oh. yes so yes she I don't know if I said this when she was born I mean she is sassy she's really sassy yeah. Yeah, like. Does she have a name? We've named her Bright Eyes. Okay, which is going to be on her uh, passport. My aunt actually named her, but um, she. the first day I met her, I went in to go pet her, and she kicked me in the leg like immediately.
1: You did tell me that.
0: Yeah, I was like, <laughs> okay, this is great. This yay babies. Yay,
1: um, you!
0: I can't even imagine our guest Audrey with uh, all that she's getting going on. I mean, even with just a couple babies is is a lot. But no, she's good. She did, she, and and the vet did get her temperature taken. I mean, not the end of the little baby that you want to be on. No, nope. uh,
1: that's for that, sure. That has she's, a natural tendency to wabush
0: yep yep but no she's good i mean she's gonna be weaned here gosh in like a month and then she'll go north she'll go uh near anthony florida which is kind of up close by y'all yep and uh the other guys or the other two-year-olds are up there right now and then i have the other horses that are supposed to be adult horses um you know i keep letting them know they're five it's time.
1: It's adulting yeah. time.
0: It's adulting time. You now have a stall. They're just like, they're, they're get, I think by circuit, everything should be, <laughs> I should kind of have them all, I hope subdued and like defarled.
1: The last baby that I've started was, was my own was, was Millie. And she's always been, she just kind of gets it like whatever it is. You're like, Hey, by the way, today you're learning how to lunge. She's like, okay. And That's you know, nice. and so I, You know, you have little moments where you're like, okay, like today, I wasn't able to ride her for the last four days because it's just been so Hot and I just by the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to ride a four year old, and Uh so she's had a couple extra days. And then I got on her, no lunging, went in the ring, and she's a little feisty and and whatnot. And but then I'm like, hey, by the way, today you're feisty, we have no left lead. Um, we're gonna can a rails and we're gonna do numbers in between those rails. And you know, it took her one or two lines, and then all of a sudden, she's like, okay, got it. You know, we're oh, counter cantering around the turn because we don't have a left lead for some reason this this week. <laughs> um, you but- love that. And
0: you're like, why is that? <laughs> yeah. Why was it there? And now it's not there. Well, wh- where did that? it go? <laughs> exactly. Friggin liars. And, they you know, I'm up.
1: <laughs> telling my working student, I'm just like got finished telling her, I was like, sometimes they're going to throw all their toys out of the box and you just have to keep going. You have to not get upset about it. She's writing my other four-year-old that we have. And I'm like, and sometimes you just have to like, keep going and just balance them and just keep going. And eventually they will put their own toys back in their toy box. Um, and you know, and then meanwhile, I'm like, we have no left lead canter today. So I guess we're just going to, and then she's like trying to grab the bit, tossing her head, kind of going <laughs> sideways. And I'm like, we're going to the pole. And then finally, after two lines, she's like, got it. So we're going to the pole regardless of what I'm doing. Uh, I should probably stay balanced and not fall on my face. And I'm like, that would be delightful. Uh, yeah.
0: Self preservation. We love <laughs> yeah, that in young yeah. horses. Yeah, if we could put that into the breeding requirements, I know. Because some of them, you're just like you guys. Like, well, we're we're just gonna both fall down together. You're just refuse. You just gonna like, yank on yep. my hands through the corner the whole way. Yeah,
1: pretty much. <laughs> pretty oh, much.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, that's good. So you got a good one. Well, yes. I saw your other horse. You've got a couple of big horses jumping, don't you? Didn't you do I- a?
1: A night class or something recently? I did um, the future pre. So the first week. Yeah. So the first week back showing after a three month break, um, I did a one thirty to warm up and then a one thirty five that did not go fantastic. We had three rails. Um, and he, it was just more getting the motions of getting back in the ring. And, uh, you know, he was kind of like, I'm not listening. And I'm like, I think I'm getting my work done. No, I'm not. And then, but we were able to put it together and the future pre he jumped amazing. He left everything up. We had four time faults cause I'm a slow poke. Um, but I honestly feel like I couldn't have gone any faster and left up the rails. So, right. and there were only eight double cleans and then I was one of three with time and the rest everybody else and there was uh fifty in my class had had rails. So of that's of great. Various amounts. And it was not you would think the first week would be a little bit like, Hey, welcome, welcome to that no. showing. No. They're like, Y'all no. better
0: bump down a level.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I think everybody <laughs> had Get their right. <laughs> everybody had their Grand Prix horses for for later on in the circuit and like, meanwhile, I'm like, hey, I brought this horse up from a six year old and we're, we're finally at this level and I'm so excited to be here. No, he doesn't have a lead change. So let's obviously do rollbacks to S curves because why not?
0: Oh, congratulations. That's exciting. I, I do keep keep up as I can. I'm not as good a stalker as you, but
1: <laughs> as, I'm practicing. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm pretty good at stalking people, so it's great. You're a but good cyber stalker. Speak, it's a good quality. Speaking of cyber stalking, we should probably get to our guest and uh, I've already done some major cyber stalking. I know where she lives, I know what she breeds. <laughs> oh yes. So These I'm super excited.
0: Yep. No, she is going to, we have a bunch of questions for her. This is our guest for today. We have Audrey Anthony of Becoy Stables, Cattle and Repro.
1: Before we get to our first guest, let's chat a little bit about Total health. Are you interested in your horse's wellness? Do you know what is in the products you feed and use on your horses? At Total EquiHealth, we have sought out and selected quality products that aid in their fitness and health and benefit their performance. The products we carry aren't just for the elite sport horse, but for every horse with a health conscious owner. Be sure to also check out our rider section. Check us out today at Total And Emily, so we have a highlighted Total EquiHealth Equidu moment product, and we also have a lovely code 10% off for the listeners. It's called it's HRN just capital H capital R capital N and today's highlighted product is actually a nourishing face cream by Cebu which is a all-natural USDA organic sea buckthorn omega-7. They have a whole supplement and skincare line but they're Face cream is delightful. So Mm, I know you are in Florida. I'm in Florida. The sun kills our skin. And I don't know about you, but since I've only lived here for about a year now, my skin is thirsty. Like it soaks up. Like all the all the creams, all the everything, but I also break out really badly, and to to certain face creams, and this cream is both lightweight and hydrating. It comes from sea buckthorn oil and the sea berry, um, so it's like from the Himalayas or whatever. But it smells delightful. It's all natural; like all the ingredients are are right there and it has this beautiful citrusy scent, um, and it pairs really well. They have their seed oil for sensitive skin, which is prone, like if you're prone for flare ups or breakouts, um, and it just really has a deep hydrating feeling. Um, and it's, it's great. Like I don't break out and it's super affordable, a whole, um, Jar is $24.95. It's in the Shop Rider section under Everyday Health, or it'll be added to our new featured section. So anything that we talk about on the show will be in the featured section. So you can just go straight there, um, try to make it super simple, and use the code HRN to get 10% off.
2: Welcome to the show, Audrey. Thank you, guys. I'm really excited to be here.
1: So Audrey, you are in Ocala, Florida, um, and I actually just Googled your farm and you're literally five minutes from where I train out of. Um, So I'm going to have to come over and see all these babies. Um,
2: Yeah, I'll be very happy to have you.
1: (laughs) How many babies do you have? And can I steal one and I will just walk it down the road back to my farm?
2: Well, you can steal probably any of the babies. Um, there is a fee that goes with it. Um,
1: oh, darn it. <laughs>
2: but but uh, we sold, We fold out about 37 this year. And um, I also breed my own. So that doesn't include my own. But we did about 37 client foals this year. It's so
0: crazy because you, I I, I remember Audrey, she and I met uh, quite a few years ago down here in Wellington when, when y'all had the farm down here. Uh, I didn't think it had been, so many years I was, and I know I had my health struggles, but all of a sudden I was mm-hmm. like, dang, they have a lot yeah. of babies. Like this is like a huge operation and, and such big bloodlines and all kind of, I mean, we'll, we'll get into all the nitty gritty. I mean, y'all are doing really high tech stuff there.
2: Yeah. You know, um, so I actually only moved up here from Wellington about a year and a half ago. But um, my mentor in Wellington, Dr. Aaron Newkirk, she got me with my current mentor, Dr. Louis Cadena, and he kind of really helped me get my vision into reality. So we really hit the ground running when we got up here. Uh, so we were, be- we were able to open our doors really fast and were able to provide the kind of care we wanted thanks to him and, and uh, all my craziness. <laughs> I know
0: that's how I feel with the babies, too. I'm like, it's sort of like an illness. Yeah. Uh, oh, it is. <laughs> but you were competing though, weren't you before? Was your, your switch to repro, uh, how, uh, over what course of time did that happen?
2: Um, so I was competing pretty heavily, uh, when I came up here, so I've taken about a year off. I am actually gearing up to get back in the show ring now. Um, so I'm really excited about that. A little worried about juggling both, but you know, I think it's, really important to have both camp, you know, components when you have a breeding program to kind of stay in the know and stay in the trends and everything. So that is where I'm going to be headed. But yeah, when you met me, I was doing, um, mostly showing.
0: I remember you had a nice stallion.
2: yes, I, I still have I him.
0: Stallion. Oh,
2: good. Yeah. Yeah. He's still here. He still breeds. Um, I am going to hopefully be getting him back in the show ring too. He's just 13. So He still has a lot of years of of me torturing him in the show ring. (laughs)
0: He's got plenty left,
2: plenty left. Yeah, yeah. So he's not not going to get off that easily. (laughs)
0: No, 13, he's got to keep going, absolutely. Uh, If he wants three, three square meals on the roof and all of it Uh, um exactly what what do you do with yours i saw you are you you doing the repro embryo transfers Mm -hmm. all of these everything is very high tech and some i see you selling and then some i guess you keep at home do you develop them up through is that that the idea uh up through the ranks for yourself and then for sale later are you really trying to sell them in that full weanling under yearling market So a little bit of
2: both. Um, We just broke ground last week, actually, on our training center, which will be 28-stall barn with a covered arena, which will give me more opportunity to take them from, you know, foals up until FEI. Um, But I have kept some of them. I have, you know, one that's actually just getting starting under saddle. That's a a Franklin's Govan Raphael cross. And then I have sold a lot of foals and I've kept some foals for myself. I'm pretty much trying to keep as many fillies as I can, just, you know, thinking about the future and being able to continue my my breeding program and still competing them with some embryo transfers and then selling the colts. So they kind of make the decision for me, which ones are going to stay and which ones are going to go, but they make it, they make it hard, (laughs) especially when they're cute (laughs) and young. (laughs)
1: Oh yeah, they're all adorable, right? Do you primarily so when you say showing, just so our listeners understand a little bit more, primarily dressage or jumpers, what where do you guys focus uh, sport and I, your I breeding would, program? Yeah, so my personal breeding program is
2: dressage, I compete dressage, um, but our clientele, we've had pasafinos, Arab saddlebreds thoroughbreds, all kinds of clientele here. So it's actually been really exciting to kind of also venture off and learn about the other pedigrees. But me personally, I'll, I'll stick with the dressage and, um, but we're open to anybody coming and letting us do their, their repro or their training.
1: Fantastic. And your stallion, I'm on your website right now, uh, stalking you. Yes, um, stalking <laughs> again. KLS, just, the cyber That's comforting. <laughs> yeah, now I know where you live. And, yeah, um, <laughs> but um, so he's, um, his name's Ecuador. And yes. tell us a little bit more about him. Like, did he come from overseas? Like, how did you end up with him? He's an Andalusian? Yes, he's a uh,
2: Pura Vosa Española, which is a P.R.E., um, which is basically the purest, you know, Andalusian blood that you can get. They just gave it kind of a fancy name. Um, so everyone knows that they're fancy. Yeah. Um, but I actually got him on a fluke. Um, my father was, you know, going around the internet and found a video of him and said, I think this is your horse. And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> kind of like warm blood. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he's really, really special. He moves like a warm blood. He's got a really fantastic personality. He's really just a great horse and he's really special in his background. He was bred by Alvaro Domec in Spain. And so he was imported here from Juarez. Um, and he is, there is not a lot of Alvaro Domec horses available here in the United States. And he is the only one that is standing at stud. So, it's really, really special to learn about his heritage and his pedigree because he's got some bullfighting in there. He's got a Grand Prix horse in there and just, you know, the history of Alvaro Domek and the, you know, Royal Andalusian school is really, really beautiful. And so he's really special on a lot of different angles and, you know, it's really an honor to kind of be able to ride him and compete him and, you know, stand him at stud myself. So, Um, yeah he's he's really great and and people have to see him in person to really appreciate that mane
0: (laughs) oh my god he's outrageous i know he's like the barbie dream horse like you have to like braid it like you have to braid it like it's not like optional like you need to braid all that you know when you're like working and (laughs) practicing oh yeah
2: my my it is the vein of my groom's existence
0: (laughs) (laughs) and he's gray (laughs) he's beautiful yeah is he the one that you are, that you stand primarily? Do you have other stallions out uh, there? Yeah. So we, he is my,
2: my own stallion that I stand, but we also stand stallions here for clients. So, and we have, you know, again, we've had a variety. We have a thoroughbred, we have a quarter horse, you know, we, we kind of have a warm blood. We have uh, a really fun group of stallions that are here. They all have their own fun personalities and, you know, we welcome anybody that, has any kind of stallion and we do all the marketing for them. We do the PR and, um, we're happy to show mayor owners, the horses. So, you know, and it's been really fun because of a really great relationship with all the stallion owners. So I actually had somebody come in to breed to my stallion. And when I saw their mayor, you know, I told them I said, I think, you know, I think the stallion down the hall might be better for you. And when they saw him, they agreed. And, you know, so it's been really great cause I can just call up the stallion owner and say, Hey, I got somebody here that, you know, we're going to go out and collect your stallion. And they're like, great, let's do it. <laughs> so it's um, it's really fun. Cause you kind of get involved with them. Like they're kind of your own. So I actually really enjoy standing the stallions uh, for owners
1: too.
0: Oh yeah. That's gotta be such an experience. Normally, you know, you pay a stud fee and three other people degrees of separation. And then the horse goes to the clinic and all this, but to be able to go to, a location that actually has the horses there. That's really an exceptional experience.
2: Yeah. You know, and that was something I was really, really kind of strict on when I was doing this reproduction center. You know, I said, well, if I do this, I want to have a training center because my whole goal with this business is to kind of have a personal care and personal touch and everything I do. And I realized owning a stallion myself, how awful it is that you're, You know, you have to sometimes pick, well, do I ride him today or do I make the money on the stallion collection and then drive him, you know, to the, to the, you know, get him collected, put him back in the trailer. So I was like, I really want to offer this so people can have these high performance stallion horses and, and, um, mares as well, that they can do their repro where they're training and they don't have to go through the stress of being trailered, you know, sometimes four or five Six times a month, you know, yeah. for some of these active stallions. And I mean, that's hard on them.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. No, that is a lot. That's really amazing uh, to have mm-hmm. them just cut out all that extra stress. It's already stressful breeding season. And you do see a lot of top stallions and mares uh, get retired from competition early, specifically for the breedings because it does take mm-hmm. such a toll on them. And uh, it's, they, they could go a little longer. They could keep shining in the sport, you know, win a few more medals, whatever accolades yeah. that they're getting. No, that's, that's really, that's very interesting. I had no idea that you're actually standing them there as well. I'm terrified to ask, but what is your folding season look like?
2: Um, our folding tea our, our folding tea, our foaling season, um, looked about as scary as it sounds. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, it's it was an experience, uh, yeah, I tried to do most of it myself, the full watch. And actually, Dr. Kadena was like, you're going to burn yourself. Out. I was like, No, it's gonna be fine. And it's a baby. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be totally fine. I'll do it myself. And I'll just call you in there And He's like, Okay, we'll see how long this lasts. And about <laughs> a three quarters of the way through. And I was like, you know, when you told me I was gonna burn myself out. He's like, Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm this two hours of sleep and working, you know, 22 hours a day. he's like, oh yeah, you're tired, huh? (laughs) Like, yes, I am. (laughs) So it was, it was rough. I would wake up work horses, you know, do all the day stuff, you know, stallions would come in to collect. We'd have mayors coming in to be checked. We'd have our residents. So he would be doing rounds on our residents. And then around six, seven, eight o'clock, the day starts to trickle down and I would take a shower and then start watching the cameras and doing night checks. And I would be up, you know, every, all night. And it just got to the point that I was like, okay, I need help. So we, we grew in about three or four staff members because yeah, it was, it was just too much. And um, I'm grateful because I, you know, I could offer better care being alert and not completely just burnt out. I could, you know, if there was an emergency, I was, I was alert and I was ready. I wasn't just running on fumes and coffee, you know,
0: totally. So yeah. you learn. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You do learn. There's a learning curve. That's a big operation, Audrey.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, And I'm really, I'm really proud and excited of what we've, what we've kind of are starting to build here. And I'm even more excited about where this is going and, you know, the vision I have for it, you know, three and five years, down the line even just a year from now, what it's gonna look like. So I just want to keep going and keep growing.
1: (laughs) Yes. Now explain the Emily mentioned something to me off air about so you have you're kind of picking things through genetic testing as well. Or explain that process. So when it comes to breeding,
2: it all it all started that I kind of look at breeding as kind of a a, a scientific research. You know, you have your hypothesis, your variables, your results, and your, you know, your possibilities. And I think the biggest mistake people do in breeding is they just say good stallion, good mare, good foal. And that's just not always the case. You have to have so many variables and look at so many things to truly breed something that is spectacular You know, you have to look at pedigrees. You need to, it's not just about looking what's on paper because genetics, it it can't lie. You know, you can look at a stallion that has a long back and you're like, well, I'll breed that to a short-backed mare. And all of a sudden, you know, it doesn't work out because that stallion might not throw what it looks like, you know, just because that stallion moves a certain way or is built a certain way doesn't genetically mean that that's what they're going to throw So I always tell people to really look at every variable and be as honest as they can with the animal that they own themselves. So if I own the mare, of course, I think that that mare is wonderful and perfect, but that's not really the case. We have to look at the mare and look at all of the parts of that mare that could be improved. And that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with that mare. It just needs to be improved. And then you need to find a stallion that consistently throws something that improves that. So that doesn't mean what it looks like or what their pedigree shows, what they throw. So that's kind of what we help the owners do. We break down those variables and we kind of tell them, yes, opposites attract, find me your five stallions that you just love. And, you know, you think they're perfect for your mayor. And we help them kind of look at everything. What's on paper, what's in, what's in their genetics, what's in their characteristics, what's in their talent and we kind of help them pick the stallion that is best suited for their mare, because again, good and good doesn't always mean good. And I think it's really hard for people to wrap their mind around that, you know? So that's a little bit something different we're doing for the owners. Um, And what I'm personally breeding is, I mean, each mare and stallion combination can take days and weeks. You know, we study the The stallion auctions, we're selling the the stallion testings. We're looking at what these stallions are doing when they're three and four years and five years old and when they start breeding and what they're producing so that we can tell people exactly what they're kind of getting into. Um, So I think that's really something unique about our
1: program. Absolutely.
0: That is very unique. Most people, yeah, you you just don't have that option. You have semen brokers, essentially. And then yeah. you can sometimes have your papers approved at certain registries. It's pre-approved, whatever, if you're determined to do that. But yeah, there it's it. People are kind of out there on their own, and unfortunately, then we have a percentage of horses that are genetically compromised. Uh, maybe it's yeah. Uh, they're prone to whatever lameness ailments different different things when you're breeding audrey for your personal program do you have mm-hmm. are is there a certain thing are you breeding specifically more for temperament do you have a line that you prefer obviously you stand your stallion so you're probably somewhat biased to him <laughs> um so when
2: i breed my own horses i can say that my concentration is in performance in general, and that requires good talent, that requires good temperament, that requires trainability. You know, I try to look at all of those things. And of course, movement is, you know, I think people always don't want to admit they look at movement because, you know, they say, Oh, I want something that's rideable and trainable. Well, that's a politically correct answer. But I do look at movement. I do have a very specific horse that I enjoy to ride and that I enjoy to look at. So I do look at that and, and, you know, I want a stallion that breeds to my mayor to to check all those boxes. And I think it thanks to the Hagerstrands and Shaka and and all these mass stallion owners, we have, there are so many stallions that are available to us. I think we can, as breeders be picky now, and we can find the perfect match for our mayor. We don't have to say, well, there's only six stallions really available that kind of meet somewhat what I'm looking for. So I'll go with the closest match. You can find exactly what you need. It just takes time and a lot of work. And I think the average mayor owner just doesn't even know how to go about it. You know, so I'm looking at really something that I, and again, this might not be the politically correct answer, but I'm looking at the FBI ring. I want to always breed for the top. I want a horse that, is going to come out built to do the Grand Prix because they think then their future is just going to be easier. And that doesn't mean they have to do the Grand Prix. They don't have to be an FEI horse, but if you set them up for success, no matter where they go in life, they're going to have the best, tr- the best chance to be the best horse possible, you know? So they that's kind of, I, tr- I, I try to, totally. yeah, exactly. So it's try to just do right by them and that, in that sense. And my personal preferences, I kind of, also put in there, <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, yeah. um, your, your question on the lines is I love the Pharaoh line. I think they're so talented. They are a little nutty. So, and I can say that cause I own a Pharaoh son. Um, and I just try to match them with really good minded mares. but I think that their ability to collect their beauty, their confirmation is really, it, it is just you can look at a horse and say, oh, that's got to be a Pharaoh, you know, and the same thing with the Sandro hits, they're really difficult to ride sometimes the Sandro hits, but you can look at them and say, oh, that's, that's probably a Sandro hit. So I like lines like that. I like lines that come across and you can tell that that stallion sired that horse, because you know what you're getting, you know, the ones you look at that you're like, hi, huh, I wonder who sired that one. You can, you know, our Sir Hall across the, Across the ring usually. So that's kind of what I look like is really strong line. And is that
0: what you would recommend if you have, we, and and, I mean, it is like getting really popular right now in this country. It seems like everybody's got a few babies. Um, What Mm -hmm. advice would you give mayor owners who are looking for a stallion to breed to is uh, where should they start? What, what should they do to not have what we all know that we don't want. <laughs> I'll try to not say anything provocatory.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. It's always, it's always hard mistake. to kind of be politically correct. So yeah. setting me up for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great, I'll be the bad guy. No. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think the easy answer is you start, you know, at the Hagerstrand and the Chaka and, you know, if you go locally, the Hilltop, stuff like that. I think the difficult answer and the answer that I like to tell people is you start at the stallion testing, you know, you start at the stallion auctions and you know, my, you know, I've bred a lot to Franklin and that's where I saw him and, and kind of fell in love with him was when he was doing his testing. I think you see a lot more realness in those situations. You know, once they're five, six, seven years old, so many mechanics can be manipulated and taught to the horse. That you necessarily, just because a horse breaks over level and is you know extravagant at eight years old doesn't mean that at you know three and four he had those mechanics, so I really like to look at them at that age so that you can really truly see how they move and 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 their personalities as well because training can really change their personalities for the better and for the worse so I always tell stallion owners to kind of start there and that doesn't mean that you can't breed to a stallion that's, you know, 15 years old, but try to go as far back as possible. So you see the stallion at its rawest and at kind of, it's, it's most feral point and the best point to look at a stallion. And, um, I think then at, at, at that point you have a really good true picture of what you're breeding to.
1: That's but actually that makes sense. really good advice. And the um, when you were talking about that, too, I was just mm-hmm. thinking, like, if the, the stallion's older, you could also, if it's older, it has a lot of, hopefully, a lot of foals on the ground. Mm-hmm. So you could look at, you know, what it's throwing and what they look like raw. Yes, the mare, you know, provides a lot of that, but a lot, what I'm noticing, and I could be wrong, is the stallions throw a lot more of the movement, at least for the jumpers. It seems like you can look across the ring, like you're saying and be like, Oh, that's a Choco blue. You know, it's yeah. slightly spooky, but it jumps really well. Um, mm-hmm. maybe not the most amateur friendly horse, but, and like you can time and time again, be like, that's a Choco blue. That's a Choco blue. That's a, this, and that, you know, the mares do compliment, um, and and everything but you you tend to see a lot more traits of the stallion come out so if the if you can't find an older stallion like find footage from you can at least look at the babies and be like okay that and watch like 10 of them and see like that's all very consistent
2: (laughs) well absolutely you know it's like well i'll go back to franklin since you know i i have used him a bunch you know his his sire on peer. i mean it's you can consistently kind of know and look at the um, umpire sons, and you kind of, they are kind of, you know, all, all kind of look the same. If you put them in a line, they all kind of move really neat and cool and people really like it. And, um, one thing you said that I thought was really something I wanted to kind of, you know, bullet point on is, is the mare influence on the breeding? I think a lot of people don't consider the mare. They, they just And I think, and I don't think that's anything wrong with the industry. I just think because embryo transfer is kind of a a new, you know, more affordable, so more people are doing it, mares never really got a big name because they had to to be pregnant. So you, uh, you kind of lost the hype of the mare in the world of breeding, but I think that people really have to consider their mares a lot more than I, I, I really think people do that's what i was gonna
0: say with the stallions i i'm like a bit of a breeding nerd myself and i think the reason that those heavy hitting stallions type out so hard is because of their mothers it's their mother Mm -hmm. line, and then that shines through um but they but you do you see the the type of the stallion typing out but i mean the mares really uh I remember when I was going to Stahl Ramsbrock, I would go to Germany every every summer and they had tons of horses there. He had big top breeding farm he stood Corna Oblensky back in the day when he was younger. Um but whenever we would go shopping, there'd be like fifteen Geldings or stallions and we're like, We're all the mares and he's like, What are you crazy? I'm not selling any of the yeah. mares. They're all in the breeding <laughs> shed.
1: That's
0: that's where the money is. That's you know, where they influence. But it's so it's such an enigma in this country. People are we're not sure.
2: I know. No, no, and I always, I always find that really kind of crazy that people are obsessed with the stallions, the stallions, the stallions, the stallions. Yeah, but I honestly have always told people that the stallion is just the fudge on the Sunday. Your mare is the ice cream, you know. That is your foundation, and because that's who's going to raise your foal. So, you know, personality traits. You know, just being spooky, not spooky. You know, you have a, a, a mare that's nasty and it's raising a foal because you see it in surrogacies. When you have surrogates that have certain little personality corks, we will nine times out of 10, this foal is not even related to them genetically. And they'll pick up those personality traits from their surrogates oh, yeah. and their resets.
0: So it's so true. It's
2: really, it really blows I my mind when people are like, oh, it's just the that... brood
0: mare. <laughs> Yeah. Right. No, they matter. Totally. Totally. Yeah. No, I've experienced that too, but, and then, and then genetics, yeah. of course, play into it, a big part of it, but yeah, no, the raising yeah. of them.
2: Hmm. Absolutely.
0: And um, so you all can find Audrey online at Uh We also did before we let her go want to discuss uh this cattle operation that's oh, yes. happening. Yes. <laughs> what? Every time, not only are there baby horses popping out left and right, but then there's baby cows and they're all getting their own photo shoots. And like, it's just sort of like, <laughs> really, like, you know, like it's just a different kind of operation, I feel like, for cattle.
2: <laughs> you know, um, I can almost say when I left Wellington, I had no idea I would get into cattle. Um, but I love them. Like they're so funny, and they're human-like, and they're really great. And I kind of got them to keep the crack the grass down. And all of a sudden, I kind of saw this other world of breeding. And you know, we we do some show cows and the the confirmation talk, and really like listening to these cattle breeders. I mean, they're they're just as nutty as us horse people. Like <laughs> they get just <laughs> as obsessed with their their bulls and their heifers and their cows. And, you know, I, I just really, I love making a better animal every time I breed it. And, um, I love setting them up for success and that's kind of what I've done with my cows and I've just really enjoyed it. And I, I sell them to show homes. I don't sell anything to beef and, uh, I keep the really good ones. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm
0: just are kind of like building my, this... are you like doing the same thing? You're like, Finding like the right bull and then being like this one has like, you know, genetic traits yeah. and like whipping out papers and like like how much thought is going into the breeding of of the cattle? Um, I guess not a lot as much is there as for sure. But... Not as much as the, as the horses, yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, no, but um I have I have my own bull. So he thankfully <laughs> does a lot of the work for me. Um but I do have a couple of really, really good cows that I was like, wow, those are Really great, and I I will be AIing them uh, to have some other bulls. Not that I don't love my bull, but um, he's more of a heifer bull, so he's a little bit smaller. So um, I got a couple really good ones that have had their first calf. So I might and- be venturing off into the business of buying uh, bull semen. So that'll what- be a new one
1: for me. <laughs> what breed of bulls do you use?
2: Uh, mostly, I mostly have Angus. Um, got a couple Brahma and two Charleys. Um oh my but my mo- my main focus is uh, Angus.
1: And so the Angus are the ones you show. Like do people show mm-hmm. the Brahma bulls?
2: Um they'll show Brahma, they, sh- they they can really show any breed, but um I specifically I really I really love the black Angus. They're you know, people say oh they're they're kind of aggressive sometimes and so are the Brahmas, but I really like them and you know, I the the herd I got was actually very feral. They were not friendly cows. They were not show broke by any means. They were kind of picked out of a field and dropped here and um I can groom them now. i halter broke them and they're
1: show you know, showing or doing whatever and Okay, so like what I'm hearing.
0: What I'm hearing
1: is that we need to have you back on just to literally Talk about the cows and I know. <laughs> yes, yeah. this is a whole other
0: operation. This is- I know. I told you all, I was like, Audrey's oh doing God. a lot, it's where it's oh gonna be hard God. to put it all
2: in. But uh, I, I can't help myself. <laughs> it's amazing. I love it.
1: All right. So we can find you on bokoystables.com. You also have a Facebook and an Instagram, correct? Yeah, Yes. Yeah. And do you have a separate site for your cows or where can we find more uh- cow? information
2: (laughs) i don't have a website yet because like it's a fairly new crazy thing that i'm doing um but i have a facebook and instagram for bokoy cattle um but the you know you can always just call me here at the at the center and i'm always happy to talk about horses or cows
0: (laughs) oh yeah we're gonna have audrey back on for sure we've got many other topics to cover and do check out the facebook because there there are a lot of photos of the baby cows even when they're born Calves. Yeah. Is that what they are? Calves when they're born? Yes. Yes, calves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're so cute and she names them all and everything. It's just like wow. Like a whole yes. incredible. Kind of they all have their names. <laughs> they all have their
1: personalities. It's like a lot <laughs> of them. I'm on it right now. Oh my gosh. Kayla's stalking again. Oh my gosh, I'm stalking again. <laughs> she can't when when you find me at the end of your driveway, just camped out, I'm like, I want to see baby cows and baby Oh my God, I
0: know. They are oh really my gosh. cute. So, okay. They?
1: Oh, I could talk about this all day long. All right. We have to wrap, but thank you so much for coming on. and um, uh, we really, this is fascinating. I'm hugely,
0: yeah, so much good information. (laughs) My gosh, we're super excited beforehand and now we're even more excited with even more questions,
2: but people. Oh, well, that's great. I had so much fun and I am happy to come on anytime you guys want. I I love sharing information and talking to to like-minded people.
0: It's it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon, girl, and good luck with foaling and calving. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Well, that was a great interview with Audrey Anthony. Wow, did we learn so much and still have so many
1: more questions? I have so many questions. I need more cow
0: information. <laughs> <laughs> I know what is wrong with this. It's turned into a cattle show.
1: I know. I literally when she was like, I now I go to cow shows, I was like, mm. What? And then fancy sounds...
0: little halters and stuff.
1: Yeah. I need to. <laughs> well, now that I know that she's so close to me, I'm going. I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: believe you. I, I, can, I believe you a thousand percent. Ever since we booked we booked our guest, we have been hot
1: on this cattle trail ride. I know. We've I'm like, hey, uh, baby horses are great. These cows. They
0: really are so cute, though. No, And I love that they're show cows because I always feel bad with the beef cows.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, well, where can uh, listeners find you, Emily? Give us you all your You guys can
0: find me on Facebook, Emily Wood. I am Stella Farm LLC on Insta and S Equestrian, which is spelled E C E Equestrianco.com or also on Facebook. That's the clothing line, so you can pretty much get me everywhere.
1: The most fantastic show shirts, by the oh, way. You're
0: so cute. And <laughs> you look so cute in them.
1: Um, and you can find me on Facebook under Kayla Benny uh, or Selkuth Sport Horses, Selkuth That's S-E-L-C-O-U-T-H sporthorses.com. Um You can find the links to today's guests and show notes at horsesinthemorning.com. You can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook, just sort search for horses in the morning, you can have all the horse radio network shows where with you wherever you go. Oh my gosh, I have word vomit. I can't do this tonight. It's
0: okay. <laughs> it's probably sunstroke. You're probably I, fine. I, I need stroke. more hydrating
1: serum <laughs> uh, for my brain. Okay, you can have all the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our free app from iPhone and Android. Go to your App Store and search Horse Radio Network. Thank you to our title sponsor Total Equa Health. Visit totalequahealth.com that's e q u i health.com search all the fabulous products there and remember riding like life doesn't need to be perfect to be wonderful. Give your horse a pat after every ride.